podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I like that gumption. See, because <laughs> last time you didn't get to do it, so it's only right that you right, do it so now. Right, so now I'm like, yes. I gotta, you know, give all the enthusiasm yes. today. Yes. Uh, it's National Library Week as we're recording, so I'm Nick Gunning, but I'm dressed as Robert B. Parker's Jesse Stone. Have you read any Robert Parker? I don't think so. Any Jesse Stone? Watch the show, the movies? No? Okay. I don't think so. All right. And what about you? Who are you? Who are you dressed as? I'm Allie Stevick, but I'm dressed as Luna Lovegood from the Harry Potter series. Favorite character from the Harry Potter series? Probably. It's a it's a war in my mind between Luna, Hermione, and Ginny. Like, all of them are so great. Oh. You know, what can you do? Okay. Least favorite? I mean, like, Umbridge is the popular That's answer. That's what I figured, yeah. Because, like, yeah. She's just... Yeah. She's do you have an unpopular answer? Point. What's your hip cool... My hip cool... Allie answer. Well, I also really don't like... What is his name? Cormac McLaggen. But that's that's oh. also sort of to be expected. I don't even remember that. Who is that? Who is he? He's this dude who shows up and he's just like super like, yeah, I'm so cool, <laughs> everything. And he's like kind of like flirting with Hermione and okay. Hermione's like, I'm going to pretend to be interested She's in him to it. make Ron mad. Oh. It's a whole thing. It gets real teen romance. <laughs> Especially the movies. Like, yeah. I feel like the Half-Blood Prince movie is just all teen romance all the time. Well, and I feel like the Half-Blood Prince book is also kind of is a it? little it, like parts of it it's like it goes back and forth between being like teen romance drama eggs okay. and being like we are hunting down these horcruxes <laughs> and trying to save the world <laughs> i guess you need both you yeah know, you one, know one you gotta have heavier. some variety one is heavier than the other well i'm excited about the uh, topic that we're covering today ali in part because i i just i don't really know anything about it this was uh, this is an Ali Stevic original suggestion here so we're going to be talking about web comics and all their various forms I'm so excited. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, I'm going to have to take off these glasses, though, because I can't it. see you. Can't you can't read and see. All right. Well, we saw the glasses. They were appreciated. I can only see directly forward. So, I, like, there's, oh. like, no peripheral. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I could have just left the room. You wouldn't You wouldn't have any idea. I mean, like, I, I like to think I would pick up on the sounds, but you, okay. you never know. Okay. You yeah. know, I might just be... No, you're, you're playing it safe, and I think that's right. wise. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's dive into our bookmark segment. I love it. What's on the docket for you, Allie? What are you reading? What are you about to read? Okay. What have you finished? What have I finished? All the above. So I just finished a book called Pride and Premeditation. Okay. Which I'm a big Jane Austen fan. We did a whole episode, right? Mm -hmm. Our Victorian episode. Yeah. Is Jane Austen? She's Victorian. She's Regency. Regency. Which they're like, they're back to back. Good night, everyone. And so, yeah, and so a lot of the time I've read some Jane Austen, like, sequels. Actually, mm. I haven't read that many of those because usually I start them and they're terrible. You don't like it. Have, not you, read, to throw have you read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I have not. I am not a big zombie person, no. but I really love the idea of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. So, like, I keep being like, are we going to go for that? Or are we going to be like, zombies are yeah. unnerving, we're yeah. never doing this? I haven't decided. Yeah, I, I I'd never read any of those, but I always was delighted when I saw like Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, right? And all that stuff. I was like, yeah, you know what? Absolutely, Let's it's great. It. What I have read, okay, is Heartstone by L. Catherine White, which is like Pride and Prejudice, but set in a fantasy world with dragons. Oh, okay. And that is one that I, you know, I was a fan of. Like a lot of the time, I'm like, mm, this is just not as good. But okay. that one was good. How close? Like, is it? 
is there direct parallels to like specific characters or is it just like variations on the theme? There's direct parallels okay. and the plot is, it changes some and I think effective and fun ways, but it's pretty closely like a beat for beat. Oh, okay. But there are two sequels, the third of which I have not read yet, but the okay. second of which just keeps going, Oh, which is fun because it's the same characters, but yeah. then it's like, what's going to happen? Right, right. So, okay. but Pride and Premeditation, I also liked, even though usually books that not are spin off i'm fan. not like okay they're just usually not as good because jane austen is amazing like yeah. what are you gonna do yeah. but it was a good time okay it was like ya pride and prejudice solving murder mysteries and okay. i liked it that's it's a niche market but right it's but was it written for you <laughs> maybe maybe is this the book that you keep talking about that you've written that you won't let us read no, <laughs> no it's, it's not, not that book okay all right so i just finished that got it I am currently reading Dragons in a Bag by Zeta Elliott. <laughs> okay. Which is a like a middle grade book that my brothers were like, this is a good Dragons time. Dragons in a Bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. This boy, he has to like transport these dragons in a bag. In a bag. And if you feed them sugar, bad things will happen. So like I'm gremlins. pretty sure they're going to be fed sugar at some oh, point. Oh, well, yeah. We yeah, haven't gotten have to. to it, but I feel it coming. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. And are you liking it? So what? far, so good. I'm not thoughts? real far in yet, but okay. it's been fun so far. Okay. All right. That sounds decent. Uh, I read some, I feel like I've read a mixed bag. I read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Andy Weir, the author of The Martian or Artemis. Are you familiar with any of these? Um, you know, his name is familiar, but I don't think I've read any of the books. Okay. The Martian's so great. It's, it's, I don't know if you saw the movie, the Ridley Scott, Matt Damon movie, but The Martian is the story of these people on this Mars mission, and there's this big catastrophe, and they have to take off thinking that the, everybody left on the planet is dead. Well, not everybody's dead. One guy mm -hmm. is alive. And so it's like, how is he going to survive in the time it would take them to like get to Earth and come back or whatever? So it's like a survival story. It's just the one guy for the majority of it. It's, it's expertly done. Great book. Artemis um, is not a sequel. It's a, it's a sci-fi set on like a moon base. It's like a heist on a moon base. Mm. And yeah. I'm right? here for a heist, here right? for a moon base. And that's, that was everybody's thinking. And it's pretty universally disliked. It's just... It's just not very good. We did it for a sci-fi book That's club. That's such a shame. Not very good. I hate it when that happens. And uh, Project Hail Mary kind of splits the difference. It's about a guy who's going off as, as sort of a, you know, a Hail Mary attempt at uh, taking out this um, this thing that's blotting out the sun. Oh. They're like, this probably won't work, but we got to try We got to try and it. And that's basically the premise of the book. I'm not going to give too much away, but there is a, an event about midway through that happens that sort of fundamentally changes the kind of story it is. And I read this with some friends for a book club and it was like half and half. Half the people who read it were here for the change. They were like, yeah, let's go in this direction. And me and my other buddy were like, no. So I'm like right on the fence about Project Hail Mary. It didn't, like after two books that I did not really like by him, I'm not going to be rushing out to pick up his fourth book. But That's I stand by The Martian and continue to recommend The Martian. Uh, I read Mallory, which is a sequel to Josh Mallerman's Bird Box. So I haven't seen the movie, but really liked the, uh, really liked the book, and I'm really liking uh, the sequel, too. I finished it, and it was one where like I wanted to... I wanted it to go in a slightly different direction and was a little disappointed when it didn't, but I still think it's worth reading and, you know, it's not one of those sequels that kind of detracts from the original. This is just your opportunity to write a really great fanfic. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe I will. Let's go for it. I won't. 
I will. <laughs> and then I read a graphic novel autobiography called Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, which was just really good. It was just really well done and really sort of got you into the author's like mindset and perspective. And I, and I found it uh, just, just a good read. I'm currently reading one called The Family by Naomi Kurbitsky. This is about the daughters who grow up in kind of a mafia family. Oh. And... It's not going the direction that I expected it to do, but I'm still, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. I so. like the cover. Yeah, it I like the cool. cover too. The font of the title, The Family, is very uh, godfathery, mm. which I'm sure is intentional. I just really like this like red cardigan. Yeah, I know. I the would style. wear that. The style's all the good. Stuff. Yep, yep. And then for comics, I'm reading City of Bane by Tom King. This Tom King's Batman run has been going on for a long time, and I don't know. It's sort of like every other volume. I'm like, nah, he's done. And then he does a new one. And I'm like, okay, maybe. So far, City of Bane is falling into that. Yeah, all right. Let's see where it goes. So that's uh, that's my current uh, comic reading. Are you watching anything good? I'm watching the fourth season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with my family. Oh, okay, okay. Which we started watching not long after the first season came out. And okay. we're like, this is absolutely hilarious. And it's been a, a, a bit of a wait for the fourth season, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. You know. Things have been a little bit oh, weird in, in the, the world. Not just right. you guys haven't gotten back to it. it actually no, took, as oh. it actually took a while. I'm with you. So, but I've been enjoying that so far. Let's see. I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. Have you seen the first episode of Moon Knight? I did see Moon the first Knight? episode of Moon Knight. Yeah. It was an interesting time. It was. I, I, I'll, like, I'll watch the second one, but I wasn't immediately drawn into it. I like Oscar Isaacs, you know, so I trust. How can you not? That, you know? Yeah. I mean, I trust that he'll be compelling. I, what Did you like the show? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's like... I don't know. It's just such an interesting tone. And I feel like I'm curious to see how they continue to go because so much of the first episode was just like, he doesn't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. And I feel like that gave it a really unsettling feel. Yeah. And I feel like they maybe want to keep the unsettling feel, but I'm curious to see because like sooner or later you have to know some things that are going on. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. In, in any time when you have somebody, and I felt this way about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as well, anytime you have somebody who's just like naturally cool and charming, it's a really tough sell to believe that they're like, oh, a hapless loser dork that nobody likes. <laughs> and that's how I felt about Oscar Isaacs. It was like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, this guy like doesn't have friends and can't get a date. Sure. All right. And then the the voiceover I thought was a weird choice. When he's hearing, like, whatever. Yeah. We don't even really know who it was. The voice they chose was very, like, Scooby-Doo for me, and I didn't quite... <laughs> I found it distracting. No? You like it? I didn't have any problem with it. Okay. I well, Like, I just, just didn't... I didn't think about it that much one way or the other. It reminded me a lot of the, the Tom Hardy Venom stuff. Have you seen any of those I movies? I have not. There's a similar kind of thing, and it just... That is done in a really funny way, and I didn't... I don't know. Those those are my two nitpicks, but I'll watch. I'll watch more. That's fair. I'll watch more. How do you rate this first episode compared to some of the other Loki or Falcon of the Winter Soldier? See, I feel like it's hard because I was a lot more invested in those because this uh, one I was like, I don't know anything. We're just going to try it. Yeah, I don't know what to Whereas about like either. more like Falcon and Winter Soldier and like WandaVision and Hawkeye. Yeah. I was more like, yeah, let's, let's go. Okay. Oh, which speaking of, yes. I did just read the first of those Kelly Thompson Hawkeye. Oh, the Kate Bishop stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, did you? It was okay, a great cool. Time. Yeah, I have read. I don't think I've, I can't remember if I've read those. I know I've read some Kate Bishop Hawkeye, but you're talking about those smaller, like digesty size. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has read those. I can't remember if I've read those or not, but I always like Kate Bishop as a character. So she's great. Pretty thumbs thumbs up. You like? Yeah. Her? Okay. It was a good time. All right. 
All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the superhero stuff that's that's in the pike. And I've actually been really enjoying the third season of Batwoman and the second season of Superman and Lois. Those are my superhero. I've been hearing really good things about Superman and Lois. We have the first season on DVD. You're an analog family. I you am can check analog. out that DVD. Watch it. See, here's the thing though. Okay. I don't actually have a DVD player. That's a problem. I have to either steal from my roommate or go home and uh-huh. do it with my family, uh-huh. which I can do, but I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if they want to watch yeah. Superman or Lois or not. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting in front of a laptop. You could make it work. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> if you really are committed, I think you probably like Superman and Lois. There's okay. a good chance. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Anyway, uh, oh, you know what though? I watched Nightmare Alley. Guillermo oh, yeah? del Toro. Have you seen that? Mm-mm, I have not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I was like, yeah, okay, interesting. It uh, it was another one where it was like the ending left me a little like I get it, but I'm I'm it wasn't like what I signed up for, I guess. But great performances. Bradley Cooper's really good in it. Willem Dafoe always fun to watch. You know, true. Kate Blanchett's great. Uh, so yeah, I think it's worth a watch. And then we're still watching Shining Veil vale over on Stars with the. Uh, um, Courtney Cox. <laughs> I almost said Tori Spelling, which would not work, but it's Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear uh, who are in that show, and it's a, a bit of a take on The Shining, and it's just it's a good balance of horror and comedy, more more like terror versus horror. But oh. but I'm liking it. It's a good time. I don't know how I feel about terror. Oh, that that was off putting too. A little bit, well, yeah. Every year I have this conversation, like every year when we do the Halloween episode with my friend Sally, we always have this conversation of like this really specific kind of scary that I like. Mm. There's certain lines that I'm like, if you cross it, I'm out, you know, and Shining Veil is hitting it just right for me. So excellent. That's, that's the best part about it. I like, I do like scary stories, like, especially like the Victorian ghost stories, like the Mary Shelley. Mm. I know I said the word Victorian, so we're just like, well, of course. Yeah. But, like, I don't tend to be into scary movies as much. Yeah. Partly because I think I, I just have more trust that a Victorian ghost story is going to mm. be the kind of scary that I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Whereas a scary movie might just be like, we're just going to cross all the lines that you don't want crossed. Oh. You know, uh, I'm thinking there's there's a there's a scary movie that for me is like, this is the one that I, like, I'm always searching. Movies like, uh, and it's What Lies Beneath with um, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. So good. And I think it's, I think it's what you're describing. I think you'd be down for it. It's like a Victorian That's, ghost story movie. Well, kind of. Honestly, yeah, it kind of is. But, you know, obviously set modern. Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer, great in it. So, yeah, this is my Halloween recommend right. for you. So you've got I will look into whatever, this. six months to... Uh, Oh decide whether or not is it that soon already yeah i gotta be planning my i know costume. it's april okay anything else you're watching or reading you want to talk about let's see anything else i'm watching or reading i don't think there's anything else i'm watching okay i read a lot of web comics recently but i'm always we'll reading some web we'll comics, save it but yeah. we'll save it okay let's get into some book news dun, dun, dun. look into the future to see what it proves it's time for book news all right ali i thought that uh we would do the ya young adult hardcover bestsellers over on the New York Times page here. Uh, This is always, not always, often a disappointing list because something will be on here and stay on in perpetuity, I guess. I don't know. I think that's kind of fun, though. You're like, oh, yeah, it's still there. I mean, if it's like all ones that are still there, then it's kind of like, okay. Okay. All right. Well, take us in. Number 10. All right. Number 10. I Must Betray You by Ruta. Is this Sepetis? Is that how we Hmm. pronounce her last name? I've always said Sepetis, but I don't know. I don't know either. I just looked at it and was like, how do we think we should okay. say this? All right. One of the two, we're open to correction. In 1989, Kristen Florescu is an informant for the secret police in communist 
Romania. You know what I've learned uh, podcasting with you? Whenever you read something, your voice gets really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> 1989. Uh, boy, I was living my best first grade life in 1989. Oh, I was doing something yeah. in 1989. That's I, deep. I was definitely, That's definitely spiritual. born That's spiritual. at that point. Absolutely. Secret police in the communist Romania. How do you feel about that? I mean, sure. <laughs> like, I'd give it a try. All right. Uh, number nine, five weeks on the list, Loveless by Alice Osman. Georgia, a British teenager, works on accepting her Aero Ace identity. I don't know what that means. So Aero Ace, Aero is aromantic and okay. Ace is asexual. Oh, okay. So the idea is that she's Got both. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. See, it's a learning podcast. I'm going to click educational when I have to say what uh, What, <laughs> what is this? Is. Yeah. Education. Yeah. You will okay. learn things today. All right. Number eight, 40... 45. 45 weeks on the list, which isn't a surprise, really. Yeah. These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. A reimagining of Romeo and Juliet set in 1920s Shanghai. Nah, no thanks. Which we talked about this one before, and I was like, wow, that went in so many directions that I wasn't yeah. expecting it to go. Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'd read this. And I, I looked into it, and I read the blurb, and I was like, ah, no, this, wanna, is, this is not oh, our kind of book. It. Okay, well... Uh, number seven, with 27 weeks on the list, The Hawthorne Legacy. Uh, Kate, our old pal Kate, all in on this series. So I'm sure she's read this one. Uh, I'm pretty sure she Avery has. and the four Hawthorne grandsons have a new family puzzle to solve. Hey, you like family puzzles. I do like family puzzles. <laughs> Just all of you gathered around. I'm, I'm guessing like lamplit room. Is that right? Oh my gosh. You know, at certain times of year, we'll have a day where we turn off all the electric lights and just use candlelight. I'm okay. not kidding. My brothers I, love it. I don't it. think you're kidding at all. I, I believe that. I'd be shocked if you didn't. All right. Number six, 23 weeks on the list. Iron Widow by Shiran Zhao. Zishan becomes a, I just guessed on that name. Good Chrysalis pilot to battle the... Hun- Hundans? I think the Hundans, but has an ulterior motive. Oh, I've heard really good things about it. Oh, have you? I've heard yeah. nothing about this, so good for you. Number five, 16 weeks on the list. You've reached Sam by Dustin Tao. After the death of her boyfriend, Sam... Oh, after the death of her boyfriend, comma, Sam. <laughs> Julie can still reach him via cell phone. Ooh. Yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz about this one, too. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's time travel or do you think he's just... No, it's like spooky, like she calls him... And, and he, he just, just answers, answers. Mm. which I mean, maybe there's time travel. I don't know. But the, the, like what they tell you before you read the book is she calls him and he just answers. That sounds she's fun. Like, what? That sounds fun. It does sound kind of fun. Huh? Okay. All right. Number four with five weeks on the list. Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Olivia uncovers long buried family secrets. Oh, almost like family puzzles. Guess, After arriving so. at Gallant. I guess so. Do you guys have long buried family secrets? Not that I know about. Well, they're secrets. So exactly. how would you? Okay. Yeah. My, you wife loves, my, dad. my wife loves V.E. Schwab. Yeah, I'll give him a call. Uh, number three. Oh, new this week. Exciting. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. So this is Ever After by F.T. Lukens, a new king must find a spouse before his 18th birthday in order to stay alive. Oh, oh, that's so many things. Yeah, it was a bit of a twist at the end. I thought it was going to be like, or he had, will become a pauper. But no, he'll die. He'll straight up die. This is like almost like the reverse, like Thousand and One Nights. You know? Huh, okay. I, does this do anything for you? Like, it definitely piques curiosity because I'm yeah. just like, what is going on here die. that this is happening? Yeah. But hmm. yeah, Okay. Oh, here's an old favorite. Number two, 218 weeks on the list. I don't think this is ever going to leave. Just lives there forever. We're like, what, four years in now, right? 
I don't do arithmetic. Only oh only gosh. math. Gosh, you were a math major. <laughs> I can do calculus. You're a math major. Not arithmetic. Uh, anyway, it's been here forever. Karen M. McManus for five students. A detour into detention ends in murder. Dun, dun, so it's like dun. a stabby breakfast club. Exactly like you know? that. Okay. Ooh, also new this week. Number one, a magic steeped in poison. Judy Lynn, in an attempt to save her sister's life, Ning takes part in a cutthroat magical competition. A cutthroat magical competition. Does it do anything for you? You know, not that description, but I have read about this elsewhere, and it does sound pretty cool. Okay. So, All right. like, I'd so, maybe give it a try. So you give this one-line synopsis a thumbs down, but the book itself, you're open to exploring. I'm open to exploring the book okay. itself. All I right. mean, not that the synopsis Good is bad, but I'm just, that itself isn't isn't what, doing it for me. What is your percentage of, like, when you're reading, like... Are you sort of like alternating adult, young adult, junior, or is it just like whatever strikes your fancy? Like, what's the percentages that you're doing? I. That's also there's a math some question. alternating of like okay. adult, young adult, and junior. Yep. I try to because I find myself more likely to be reading junior and YA books just because a I see them all the time. Yeah. And so I notice ones that I want to read. And yeah. B, since I'm like buying them and being like, which ones do we need to oh, have yeah, in the library? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ooh, this one looks great. Yeah. Whereas the adult ones, I just am not as aware of. Uh-huh. But I'm also like, we should probably be reading some of these and would uh-huh. probably enjoy. So I try and do a little bit of a, a balance. How is your Louise Penny journey? I am on the sixth book. Sixth book. We are working our way okay. through. And, and over the course of how many, like when did you start this? Not long ago. I started it right around the new year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's that's fine. Then that's so, a healthy number. I've been trying to pace myself yeah like one and a quarter per month or something like that yeah rather than just because when i listen to them often it's like yeah two days later they're done so i try and like intermingle other things what are you doing you could listen to an audiobook that much do you just are you like i can't just sit and listen to an audiobook well whenever i'm like cleaning in my house or doing dishes right i'll listen to an audiobook yeah and then if i'm knitting or anything like that yeah. yeah which i do like to knit but i don't usually like to just sit there and knit and that's all i do so then i'll listen to an audiobook Sometimes if I'm doing something here where I'm like just checking books in or out, yeah. I'll put it on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes if I'm really into it, I will just sit yeah. and listen to it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, I just can't. I don't know. I just get too antsy. I can maybe finish something like that. If I've got like 20 minutes left, I can sit down and do it. But otherwise, see, that's the nice thing about a hobby like knitting because that my wife knits as well. And she can do it while we're watching TV or whatever. My thing like that is playing my ukulele. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really go with audiobooks or unfortunately or TV. Yeah. so i need to that find something hard. maybe i'll start crocheting do you ever crochet i do yeah okay what do it's you prefer time. i prefer knitting but i think that's just because i knitted for a lot longer and okay. so i'm like this is our uh-huh. this is our home jam right. we're just okay like knitting okay over here what about um you know like when you have the like, cross stitch like right you know, little i've never done any you... cross stitch but fun. i have done embroidery hmm. okay embroidery right. i recommend oh, what a, a what a lovely little cul-de-sac into crafting we just took there oh yeah crafting is great oh my gosh Allie, here it is it's segment time are you ready yes uh so we're gonna we're talking web comics and i don't remember how this came up laura olympus i guess probably laura olympus okay because laura olympus won oh geez a couple things it was on the goodreads choice awards mm-hmm. uh i'm I, boy i i think it either won an eisner or a Hugo. Don't quote me on that. I have it, a book here. Let me see if it Okay. Says. Yes. So it won a couple of awards like that. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of my introduction, I think, to like, you know, a more modern wave of, of webcomics. 
you know, because I have some like way back in my past that I did. Um, but I guess I kind of missed the boat that it's, this was like a thing. But as soon as we started talking to it and I looked into it, it was like a hole. It was like you gave me this little key oh, no. and I just opened this door and it was like, webtoons. <laughs> yeah. So I think we started talking about it on Laura Olympus. I think that's and- probably true. Because you had already read it, like prior to this collection, you you're way ahead of what this yep. collection is. I am this, up to date. This is old hat for you, but it Eagerly was all new waiting for me. For the next season, all new for me, but I loved it. I really did. It's like so the, good. The right? first book, yeah, super mm-hmm. good. So, what is your what's your origins in the web comics game? So I don't remember how I stumbled across it, but oh, somehow when I was like 14, okay. so this is like almost a third of my life we're yeah. talking is how long yeah, I've been yeah. reading webtoons. When I was like 14, I somehow stumbled across this webtoon. It might have been like a Facebook ad or something. Yeah. But it was called Where Tangents Meet. Okay. It's by a creator called Instant Miso, who's done a couple other series, Sirens Lament, and now she has a new one going on, Eternal Nocturnal, I think it is. Yeah. And it just seemed, it was like, you know, about high schoolers, and it just seemed sort of cute and fun. And I was like, sure, we'll give this a read. And then I was like, this is so Mm -hmm. sweet and wholesome. And I like shared it with all my friends and, you know, indoctrinated them. And then from there, I was like, well, let's do some looking. And I found other ones. And then I gradually became obsessed. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's okay. how we've gotten where we are today. So when you're 14, what's what's the status there? Are you are you doing this on a phone? You doing it on a desktop? On a desktop. On a desktop. On my family's that's desktop. What I, that's holding what it up I for to hours hear. to read this web comic okay. while everyone else is like, "Can I send an email?" Perfect. Or? No, you, they can't do it. They yeah. can't do it. And so from there, you just kind of kept going. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So I was looking back into my own history, and uh, I think the earliest example of like really reading a re- web comic would probably be Mega Tokyo by Fred Gallagher. This was one that my wife was into like as it was coming out, like she was like, you know, on it. Uh, and then she, when we were dating, they put out the, um, they finally printed it. It was in like little digest size, like. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. I read hers and that was like kind of my intro to just to the concept of like, look, people are just putting like comic books on the internet, you know, cause that was, I was, I feel like I was kind of a late adapter to the internet. Like I didn't, we didn't, I got a computer for my high school graduation, you know? So like we didn't have internet in my house really until I was like a straight up adult. So I missed a lot of like the early wave, but uh, mega Tokyo was a good time. And then I was also really regular, like bookmarking on a desktop uh, every day to read Ryan North's dinosaur comics. Mm. So have you, have you looked at dinosaur comics at all? I feel like I've seen them around a little bit. Okay. So it's, it is more more of a traditional like comic strip format, uh, but the but the thing that's kind of unique about it, or at least to me at the time this was unique. It it's it's one static image, so it's I want to say six panels, and in every every comic it's the same. Like the the images don't change at all, and sometimes the dialogue or the the narration reference what's happening in the panels. Most of the times they just don't. You know what I mean. And what's funny about it is it took me a really long time to realize that. Like, I'm just reading this every day. And then I was kind of like, wait, these oh, wait never a second. change. And I think that's just a testament to how clever they are. That, like, even though you sort of consider comics a visual medium, like, I wasn't even noticing. That You're the, just like, this seems yeah, normal. That they were just, like, sticking there. So that was a, that was an early one for me. Do you have any that are, like more comic strip style that you're I have a few that are more comic book style let's see there's As Per Usual by Dammy Lee which is a little bit more comic book style and it's just like kind of like adventures her daily life and funny things that happen there are quite a few of those that I like to read because I don't know they're just fun especially when they're like 
things that are just sort of silly and relatable and you're like that experience i have a lot um there's one cassandra comics which is actually on tapas which i don't don't use as much okay that's another platform yeah we should talk platforms we should talk platforms all right so what is this one like this one is a pretty similar thing of it's just illustrations of her daily life and silly things that happen um like things like hair struggles where it's like you're trying to curl your hair and it goes crazy and it'll be like a lot of like expectations versus okay. reality things um and they're just kind of simple and fun okay i enjoy those a lot okay there was one that that i was reading as it was like there was this blog so this is how old it was there was this blog that um it was the aquaman shrine i'm not i'm not too proud to admit that i daily read an aquaman blog because Aquaman's such a niche character, <laughs> there was nothing to talk about with Aquaman. So I liked this blog because they'd find some like weird, kitschy little like Aquaman curio and do a whole article about it. But the man who ran that, his name was Rob Kelly. He and Dan O'Connor started this Ace Kilroy comic, and Ace Kilroy was meant to be in the mold of like a you know 30s 40s action hero he had kind of a clark gable vibe about him and it was mostly him punching nazis but it but it also had sort of a supernatural horror aspect to it you know there was like also monsters sometimes Mm, monsters and nazis and this was the first one that i was really invested in i guess because dinosaur comics you know you can kind of just like you don't have to read every single one. You right. know what I mean? It's like a pick and choose. But Ace Kilroy was really designed to be like an old school uh, comic strip where it's like you had four panels and then the story would continue the next day. So this was one that I was like, again, bookmarking on a desktop, reading every day. I like gave money to it, you know, because I wanted to like see it go on. Uh, and that was like all new to me. But I loved Ace Kilroy and kind of followed that right to the end. Uh, and I wanted more, but it but it stopped. Have you have have you had any that you're like following that just stop abruptly? Yeah, there was one I was reading called Cupid's Arrows, okay, which is about these two cupids, yeah, whose job it is to go around and shoot people with arrows and make them fall in love. Okay, so it's like fairly episodic, like adventures of them going in and like being undercover and like you know being friends with these people and then shooting them with their arrows. So yeah, fall okay, in love. okay. And it's a great time. And then there's this like gradual romance developing between the two Cupids, which of course is not allowed and everything. And then we got to the end of one of the seasons. And I don't know if I should give spoilers for this or not. Something dramatic and bad happens. Okay. And it ended. Okay. And we were all, meaning me and everyone else who follows this webtoon in the comments, like, oh no, what's happening? It It was a bad time. That's it was really sad. rough. I was into one called Matchmaker Hero, which was kind of a, it's a goofy premise. It's like it starts with a blind date and then they decide to be like alien hunters together and the guy is, finds out he's half alien. And it's just a lot of different things. It just feels like different things being tossed into it. And that was one that I was really like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And the author had to step away for personal reasons. So I'm, I'm not going to be like, how dare she? But it was one that... Uh, that ended when I wanted more. Like, mm, and it's hard. Kind of, you can kind of, um, uh, Madeline Ince is the author on that, but it kind of has one of those endings that feels like, all right, game on. You know what I mean? Like the adventure continues, but I wanted the adventure to continue, mm. and it didn't. That Before we get any deeper, let's talk a little bit about platforms. So okay. what are the main platforms you're using? So the main platforms, I mostly use Line Webtoon, which I think is kind of the standard okay a lot of things are there a lot of things that you can find elsewhere like on facebook or instagram and things will also be okay okay so like the the sarah anderson sarah scribbles comics yeah those are on facebook but they're also online webtoon yeah there's tapas which i think they might also have like just like straight up novels or something okay okay which i've never experimented with 
I haven't experimented as much with tapas, but what I did find that I really liked, besides the Cassandra comics, um, is this Fangs comic, which did eventually get published in a book, oh, there we go. which we okay. have in the yeah. collection. And this wasn't available anywhere else, so I was like, well, I guess we're trying a new platform. And I don't have any complaints about it as a platform. Okay. Like, okay. I think it's good. Free sign up and everything. There's no. I haven't run into any like, like paywalls, paywalls so far. Yeah. Okay. Webtoon is the one that I downloaded like once we started talking about this. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I have the most experience with. I've looked at, you know, other things here and there. But what I liked about Webtoon on the initial sign up was you log in and it gives you a bunch of images and it's like click all the images that you like. And I thought that was kind of a clever yeah. way to gauge what things you're going to be drawn to. And then, you know, it asks for genres and things and gives you a bunch of samples. And I found a lot of stuff that I was like pretty into there. You yeah. Know? I like that they have a, uh, you can look at things that are completed, you know, because I ran into one, the one that I like was instantly gravitating towards is called Traveler. And it is, I guess you'd put it in the superhero category, but it also has sort of a sci-fi element of like subtle things about the world keep changing hmm. around the characters. And sometimes it's obvious and other times if you like look back like panel to panel, you'll be like, why is he riding a different bike now or something like that? And so I'm liking all of these little things that are, that are coming up just within the story, sort of outside of what the main plot is. But um, I discovered that one and that's the one that I read through really quickly. And I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? There's don't yep. even have to wait a week. This so, is the story of my life. So I liked having the option of like, these are completed. You can read these. You can like, just binge Start them. to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I do love but, a Saturday morning just binge of a completed yeah, webtoon. Yeah. It's That's, dangerous. Uh, Travelers by T. Campbell. <laughs> but one thing I didn't realize until I started looking at that was, um, so I have the, the, the Marvel and DC apps and they each have their digital stuff. DC's is very traditional comic book. Marvel's Infinity Comics are the infinite scroll situation. Okay. I think we talked about this a little bit before, but I thought that was just so cool that I like never experienced like that. And I didn't realize until I started looking into other webtoons that they were kind of just like, you know, adapting to that style. Right. I thought like what a clever thing they came up with, but no, they were just kind of late, <laughs> late to a train that had already taken off. That's funny. Um, but there is one infinity comic that I want to mention. And I noticed a lot of them actually are on the webtoons app as well. So, like, you can find them different places. That's good to know. My go-to is one called Spider-Bot. And this is... Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man has little uh, drones that, that he made during the um, Superior Spider-Man arc. And the little drones are the main characters. Like, Spider-Man's oh, there, but he's like, all right, this is your mission. Go off and do these things. And so they get into shenanigans and Oh, that hijinks. sounds great. And it really was one that I was like, I'd get a little notification on the Marvel app. And I'd be like, yes, a new Spider-Bot. So that was my go-to. But a lot of them are good. There's a Deadpool one that's really cool. Uh, there's a Shang-Chi, Fantastic Four. There's X-Men. Uh, lot, lots of good stuff on the Marvel app as well. And I was surprised to see them on Webtoons. Yeah. yeah. Are those the main two that you're using then? Those are the main two. There's also Tiny View, which oh. I discovered because there was a couple of comics. Again, ones that are a little bit more comic strippy. Okay. That I was following just like on Instagram. Yeah. And they would put out their comics. And I was like, this is great. Um, mostly Lunar Baboon and Foul Language. Um, both of which are kind of parenting comics. Yeah. Which I, I'm not a parent, but I have two little brothers. So uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. it can be relatable. Um, both just really funny and often fairly wholesome. And then in both cases, after a while, they were like, hey, our stuff's on Tiny View now so that mm-hmm. we can get paid. Mm-hmm. Which, I again, I haven't run into a paywall. 
Um, so I don't know exactly how that works, but I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll hop over to a different website if yeah. it means that you will get paid for this. Right, I'm enjoying right. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and I messed around with that a little and also ran into another comic that I enjoyed again, kind of comic strippy called itchy feet, <laughs> um, which is about like traveling in foreign countries okay. and some of those like weird cross-cultural things where you don't quite understand yeah. each other or you're trying to ask for fish and you get not the right, right. thing. And, yeah. um, which was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So yeah, I th- and I think there's a lot more good stuff on Tiny View that I just mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. haven't found yet. Okay, all right. Um, there's I like one of the things that I've noticed about like digging into them, and even something like Laura Olympus. Uh, and in fact, there was one that I'd read in print form prior to Laura Olympus that I didn't realize was a web comic mm. uh, that was called uh, Check Please. It's by Ngozi Ukazu, and it is about this guy uh, who's in college who's just like very small. And he like really wants to play ice hockey and is also a baker and has like a video, like a a video blog about baking and hockey. And so, you know, and it's a romance as well. And it's two volumes in print. And the thing that was just kind of blowing my mind a little bit about it is like that premise is nonsense, you know? (laughs) And I think you could say the same for like a Laura Olympus kind of thing, or, or even, you know, some of the things that we're talking about here. It's like, those would probably be a tough sell in a traditional like comic book market yeah. to be like, no, no, no. But he likes hockey and baking. Right. You know, it's just, but then like, when you read them, so... you're like, this is great. Let's right. binge this now. So I think the freedom of the format and the fact that like, yes, obviously they're designed to be read and the more people who read them, the more like, right. profitable and beneficial it is to the creative teams behind them. Uh, all of that is an important factor, but like they're not sales driven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like you can, you can really have the freedom and the flexibility to just like throw things on the wall and see what sticks, you know, and what can find an audience if it's just out there and available. So I think that, and, and I mean, obviously you're much more experienced in this than I am, but like just from me dipping my toes into this world, I've just been impressed by the variety of voices that are represented, the kind of stories that are told and just the, the nonsensical like windows into these really good stories that I think, again, if you were based on that traditional like sales model, would yeah. never see the light of day. And I just think that's a really cool thing. Absolutely. You know? Well, it's like, you know those, the Nathan W. Pyle Strange Planet yeah. comics? Yeah. Like, which again, well, like what even is the premise of those? Like, it's sort of about life experience. Yeah. But they're aliens. Right. And it's like, yeah. but they're amazing. And like those blew up and like, you see them everywhere right. now and all your friends are like sending them like, this is hilarious. Have you seen this one where, yeah. you know, like, and so, yeah, I just think that's so fun that yeah. someone can just kind of put those things out there and they just, yeah, people exactly. resonate with them exactly. and it goes somewhere. They're able to connect with people and you don't have to go through that process where you're sitting in a room being like, okay, so these <laughs> nondescript aliens describe inane everyday things in complex language. Ah? <laughs> and it's ah? hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that, but they yep. can just be out there and people can find them. That's my brother, Steve, uh, who's been a guest on the podcast many a time. Those are his go-to. He's always sending me like those. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, they really are. I do love them. They really are. Uh, are there others that you want to mention here? Let's see. What others do I want to mention? I tell you, there's one that I'm into at the moment called Supersonic Girl by Sandra Diaz. I'm I'm a big superhero fan. Did you know that? I've ever I've ever told you know, that before. That seems Allie. familiar. Because I read an Aquaman blog for a long time. <laughs> uh, but Supersonic Girl is 
really i mean it's just a it's just kind of a low level superhero story and it starts small and i want to say there's like a hundred issues or something it's finished now Uh, but as it goes it really kind of builds its stock of characters you know and you're just kind of seeing different sides of it it's it's superhero it's it's actiony but it's like at its core just very pleasant and that's something that i it's kind of similar to what i like about spider bot is that like it's a good story and it's just sort of like relaxing and nice so i would recommend supersonic girl by sandra diaz it's just a nice experience that's what we like yeah i remembered another one that i wanted to discuss what do you got this is from the webtoon app it's called love advice from the great duke of hell (laughs) okay right like that in itself the original premise was this guy really likes this girl who works in this coffee shop and is like how do i talk to her about this i know i'm gonna summon a great duke of hell and ask him for help and it's hysterical and so he starts out and he's summoning the great duke of hell and there's like really great you know like cuts of them like playing minecraft together and things (laughs) like that amazing yeah and it just goes totally off the wall like it just goes from there and then it's like actually this character was a great duchess of hell all along and ha 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 (laughs) and like his little sister is now part of this cult and they're traveling in hell and he's dead but maybe he's not dead it's all over the place, but it is such a good time. Uh-huh. I definitely recommend yeah. that one. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> what is your like? Like, how do you decide when you're like when you in a when you're in a web comics mood? Like, is there a certain thing you're doing? Is it like right before bed? Is it like morning, lunchtime, or just like whenever? Kind of whenever. There are some that I follow, and so when they come out, you just like drop everything. And, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think they're like supposed to hit at midnight because of how oh, time zones work. For here, they head at 9 p.m. Oh. So 9 p.m. on a night when a webtoon comes out is when I'm like, let's go. Nice. And so then often once I've read the episode and it, of course, ends on a cliffhanger, then I'm like, yeah. all right, let's browse through some that we're yeah. not caught up yeah, on. Let's sense. find some new ones. But sometimes over breakfast also, yeah. I'll be like, time to yeah. time to read some webtoons. I like being able to, like the other day, I was waiting for my friend to pick me up and it was like, I didn't really have time to get into a book or even right. like pick up City of Bane over here. And I was like, oh, webtoons, webtoons, supersonic girl. <laughs> You know, and it's nice. It's cool. It's cool to be able to do that. I guest hosted an episode of Previously on X-Men over on Radio Meanwhile, and we were talking about one of the uh, the Deadpool one, Deadpool Invisible Touch. And what I like about it so much is that it is just so easy to just, like, sit back and, like, flip, flip, flip. Mm-hmm. And I said there, and this is true, like, I've never read one of Marvel's Infinity comics not just, like, in bed right before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's Which just is nice dangerous. To, it is dangerous. You don't always go to sleep. That's true. That blue light's not good for you. You gotta, you gotta have a, a, a nice filter chaser. filter and the blue light glasses. Yep, some traditional yep. book. But it's nice. It's nice to just be able to do that. And I've also found, um, you know, they're definitely not all family-friendly, but there's one called A Budgie's Life, which uh, my son loves birds, particularly mm. chicks. Uh, but but any like little cute bird, that's all he needs. That's his only window into a story. I that, can respect that. That, uh, that is a free pass. <laughs> and so there's one called A Budgie's Life. The auth- author's listed as Muffin Girl, which is also cute. Uh, but A Budgie's Life is just about her like raising her parakeet and trying to like socialize her parakeet. And it's, sometimes it's her perspective trying to get him to get on her finger. Other times it's from <laughs> his perspective being like, what are you doing? Leave me alone. And it's just one that we can like look at together and flip through. And it's, you know, it's just fun. Amazing. What would you recommend for somebody who has not picked up one of these? Like their only experience with a, a web comic would be like 
reading Garfield? Like, wh- what would you say? I'd say Lore Olympus is good if you want something that's a little more story-based and yeah. long-form. Yeah. If you want something that's a little bit more comic strippy and fun, I'd say Sarah's Scribbles by Sarah Anderson. That's or, a good pull. Yeah. And, that's a, that's and a really good one. A lot of these are eventually printed, and Sarah Scribbles is what I know we have the full run here, as do we have Laura Olympus and others, as you said. So, you know, if you want to first try something in print, you can stop in here to the David A. Howe Public Library and we'll hook you up. But uh, you want to go through the apps again, too, if people are looking. Yes. If you're looking for apps, we've got Line Webtoon, we've got Tapas, we've got Tiny View, and often if you just look around on Facebook and Instagram, you can find things. That's a yeah. lot of where I found a lot of things. Okay. They're out there. Yeah. And again, for somebody who like was not well-versed in this, I found the the startup and the intro into Webtoons to be uh, good. You know, and it because there's so many, I think that can yeah. be overwhelming to like open up an app and be like, all right, here's 3,000 that mm-hmm. you can read. It's like, find what you want. Webtoons in particular, I felt like had a good thing to narrow that down and, and give you something that you're, that if you don't like love that one, it'll kind of put you in the right area to yeah. find what you want. So I think so. Easy well. enough to do and explore. Okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking web comics with oh, me. Oh, my pleasure. I have a question that I didn't prepare you for. Oh uh, as as we're recording now, uh, we're on the tail end of National Library Week, and I'm just curious a little bit about your history with libraries. Oh, okay. It's funny you should ask. Is it? It is funny. Okay. <laughs> so my dad is actually a librarian. Yes. Yeah. And has been for as long as I like not my whole life, but as long as I can remember. Yeah. And so I, of course, grew up around libraries, constantly going to libraries. My mom was on a library board for a while. Mm -hmm. My brother is currently a library volunteer. And um, I came to this library growing up as like the like special occasion. Like, Mm. we're going to the Wellsville Library. (laughs) Yay. Like nerdy homeschool things to do. And now I work here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Okay. Did you have any ambition to like work in a library? Was that ever something you thought you'd do? It definitely should have been, but it wasn't strangely i didn't think about it i was like oh i'd love to have a job where i can like be creative and interact with people but not all the time and like something having to do with literature where i can maybe do crafts but you know like and it never clicked for me that like a librarian which should have been a really obvious thing given my family history yeah just it's a family business yeah it is the family business but i didn't think about it until i saw the job description for this position and i was like wait a second yeah and you're almost at your year anniversary i sure am do you feel you made the right decision i definitely do (laughs) that's good (laughs) that's good i've talked about mine before many a times on this podcast but in brief uh i didn't my first library job i wasn't like and i have now chosen a career you know i was 19 i was looking for something that like was flexible that i could do while i was in school and i started uh, at Willard Public Library in Battle Creek, Michigan, and I was just doing front desk and we massive book drops that we had to check in, book drops all over town. So it would just be, you know, hundreds of books. So it was like bing, bing, bing. I found a lot of my favorite authors that way. Uh, so I did that all throughout college. Even when I was a student at Houghton, every summer break, every Christmas break, I would go back and work there. And then right when I was graduating, I got hired at Herrick Memorial over in Alfred. I worked there for about two years. I worked at the Houghton College Library as the CERC supervisor there for almost seven. With my dad. With your dad. That's right. <laughs> uh, and the, But he wasn't there when I started. I started before he came. Yeah, and then so he, he came. he was like the new director who came in yep. when I was there. But yeah, I was in Houghton for almost seven years. Then I started here also as CERC supervisor. I did that for about two years and then was assistant director and then interim director and then director director for the last six years. So it's just kind of funny to think about like 
I'm just like, what should I do? What, what, what like little school job should I get? And that was like 20 years ago. It's like, well. <laughs> so here I am. Here I am. It's so. also funny to me that when you were working at the Houghton College Library yeah. with my dad, yes. I was like this small child, like hanging yeah. around the library, wearing my summer reading program t-shirts uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now here we are. Here we are podcasting about web comics together. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the teen photo show. So you would tell everybody like how they submit and all yes. that. So submissions for the teen photo show. Yes. Which... You should get in soon. Soon. The deadline is coming up. ASAP. This year, we have both print and digital options. That's exciting. So you can either um, stop by the library and pick up a form, or you can go to the library website and find it there and print mm-hmm. it out. Um, fill it out and attach it with your printed and framed photograph mm-hmm, and bring it to the library. Or you can just email them to me for if you want to do a digital option, and we will display them. And you might win a prize. That's right. And the prizes are cool this year. Prizes are cool this year. The prizes are pretty exciting. Yeah. So that's that's the big thing over in the teen world. Uh, The book clubs are currently reading The Other Black Girl and The Easter Bunny Murder. That's our Coffee and Cozies pick this year. It sounds very dramatic. This month. Easter themed. Does the Easter Bunny murder someone? Oh. Is the Easter Bunny murdered? You know what? Is there an Easter Bunny at the murder? I just finished our other book club book, the Susan Wiggs uh, Lost and Found Bookshop. Mm-hmm. So I haven't actually started Easter Bunny murder. So I don't know. So the jury's out. At what point. How the Easter Bunny murder, and the murder yeah, I'm not sure. coincide. I'm not sure how they connect. But yes, join us for a book club. That's fun. Uh, it's also uh, National Poetry Month. So we've got some programs coming up for that. In the next episode, Malika Costa is going to be back. He and I are doing a spotlight on Amanda Gorman. And we might get him to share some of his original poetry so we'll see how that goes poetry you a big poetry fan i love poetry i would have guessed that how do you feel about that (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense okay all right all right the shoe fits (laughs) yes yes it does we're out that's that's uh that's the end that's the end of the old uh, house things episode here ali i'll see you next time all right bye